Kate, Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about Louie. We need to Louis. talk to someone about Louie. <laughs> Today's episode of Got to Be Done is recorded on the lands of the Ghana people of the Adelaide Plains and the Wurundjeri lands of the Kulin Nation in Melbourne. We pay our respects to elders past and present and any First Nations people who are listening and loving Bluey. Kate McMahon! Mary! <laughs> get to again! <laughs> uh, yeah, get to. It is get to this episode, isn't it? Because hang on. We have to. It's like, we have to. Uh, brushing your teeth and negotiating with large invisible creatures uh we're doing teeter hey hey plates in the dishwasher you gotta tidy up after yourself oh why because i said so <laughs> i don't i mean it's i'm so hard so I, mean, I appreciate all your creative efforts <laughs> uh, mary isn't it difficult because like i we know the immense effort that literally goes into every single second of Bluey. So we know that there was a team of people (laughs) that slaved over this episode for like two weeks of their life, animating it all and making it all beautiful. And it is beautiful. Yeah. Um, We also know that uh, Joff would have put heart and soul into putting funky music behind this. We know that Joff... that Joe would have spent like a week coming up with this idea about Tina. And, you know, there were some problems. <laughs> and yet, I feel like this is our asparagus of season three. I'm really sorry, Tina. But, yeah, for a while. I don't think we had an asparagus of season two. So we're overdue <laughs> for one. <laughs> and I feel like the rest of the bar was just set so high for the for the whole of yes. season three that you know like all our children are our favorites but yeah. yeah yes and remembering there's still more of season three to come and yes. multiple people in the ludo uh family have told us their favorite eps are still to come so you know great things are happening just maybe not in this episode <laughs> So what is it about Damn Tina it. that gets your goat? Oh, okay. Is it that it seems to be a bit more overtly preachy? Mm. I think we've been conditioned, like even though you and I spend inordinate amounts of time discussing the lessons we can draw from Bluey and what it's trying to tell us and all those kind of things, Joe Brum has said from the outset, he's not trying to teach the kids a lesson. He's not interested in kids' TV that is preachy. Mm. The whole lesson of Tina seems a bit preachy. (laughs) (laughs) Or am I just a terrible parent that lets my kids get away without brushing their teeth? You know, Mm. I I think the thing that annoyed me with this one is, you know, like I, I felt like the game crossed into like, like usually I would look at the games in Bluey and uh-huh. go, yes, I can do that in my own life. And this one I was like, I never want my kids to pretend that there's a Tina 
I don't want to pretend I'm being kicked in the bum. I don't want to be feeding my children snacks and then thinking that what I'm telling them isn't appropriate. Hey! That's not nice. Well, there's not much you can do about it. Oh, bingo, I've got an idea. I don't know. I think maybe that's where I was coming from because normally I'm like, give me all the games, Bluey. And then yeah. this one, I was like, oh, no, we are never playing this game. And that maybe that's why I don't like this episode. But and am I it's funny, isn't it? Well, and that was our beef with asparagus all that time ago. And many people still email us regularly to say, oh, by the way, apologies. I love I asparagus. Love so we back down a little on that. But it was that we didn't want to disrupt dinner time playing that game. Yeah. And this this episode does seem to edge into parent brutality as in the parents and recipients <laughs> of brutality uh, caused by themselves or a large invisible lady. Like it's, you know, in that kind of magic realm of Bluey, what's going on. Mm. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're doing it to themselves. Yeah. But that also happens in Magic, which I watched recently, and in Magic it was charming. So <laughs> I don't know. Tina, she's our friend. She's invisible. Okay. Nice to meet you, Tina. That's her knees. Oh. Tina's big. Uh, how big? Sit on him, Tina. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's, let's start at the start. Unpack. So the girls <laughs> are sitting up at the breakfast bar thing that they've got in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I still haven't worked out if they sit outside to like lean into that bit of the bench or it does look very outsidey, doesn't it? Yeah, but I've never of... yeah. Ugh. Anyway, Perhaps that's the issue with this episode. We still don't have the house map. <laughs> <laughs> um and they're eating and Why do we always have to do what you say? Because I'm bigger than you. Hey! So do, do you get your kids to do chores yet? Like who they uh do I try to or do I successfully? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me both answers. <laughs> uh, so at the moment we are at 11 days of 30 of Bon having to feed River every night oh. and having to. Like it's hardly a chore. Like he should be honoured to be feeding this beautiful beast of a dog that we have in our house. But <laughs> uh, the deal was struck that if he could do it every night for 30 nights without whinging, oh. we would – go enter discussions about a pet fish, which he also <laughs> thinks means that the pet fish will be on the doorstep as soon as it happens. Uh, so, yeah, it's it wasn't the most thought through of plans and it was also my plan, so I now <laughs> uh, need to work out how we're going to do this. But anyway, so uh, Bon is feeding River every night, more or less without whinging, if he whinges or, or – <laughs> If he whinges uh, to an objectionable amount or he doesn't <laughs> refuses to do it, the count restarts at zero. Ooh. So I can buy myself time. <laughs> and I have tried a couple of times, like the TV's still on and I'll ask him to do it and it takes a lot longer, but it has still happened every time. Oh, I feel like this is a dangerous game. How much is a fish tank worth these days? Like, surely yeah. it's a couple hundred bucks. Like, no, uh, like I think I just get it on the buy swaps. But, yeah, I oh, haven't yeah, looked yeah. into it and age is very uh, dubious about this whole thing. So <laughs> I need to resurrect it now. But I was thought I was going, age had fish as kids and I hadn't. And age had, like, had conversations with Bon about maybe one day having a fish. So I thought I was on safe ground and then, no, the, the whole, like, 
the scheme was ripped out from underneath me because ages like this is a terrible scheme. <laughs> so yeah, so I might have to come in sooner or later and saying we're not getting it efficient because I'm bigger than you. So you know. <laughs> oh wow! <sighs> yeah. I feel like any conversation with your kids that starts with like because I'm because I said so is never going to. Yeah, you're on a hiding to nothing. To, right? but, like, uh, but that said, uh, sometimes any conversation where you're asking them to do something is on a hiding to nothing as well. Uh, are you having more luck with uh, duty doing? No, I mean it, it's one thing just to get them out the door reasonably dressed and fed. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> I'm just picking my battles at the moment. Yeah, because Will's six and Joe's too. To be honest, Joe's more interested in doing the housework. Like he actually, he wants to put stuff in the dishwasher and like slam it yeah. shut. And, yeah, yeah. Put his clothes. They, the boys do stuff around the house. Like they they always put their clothes in the washing machine and shut the toilet lids and, and do all that. <laughs> that is stuff. a key. key I know. Job. I was like, these are key life skills, kids. Like learn how to mm. do. It. They replace the toilet paper. Doing a little okay, bit more. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's no... just hard to know where to start and when it's actually helpful versus not helpful. But like you yeah. say, two-year-old stacking the dishwasher, is that actually the time where you should just like, yep, this is your job now and risk the obvious risks because uh, perhaps the ship has sailed by the time you have insolent nearly teenage six-year-olds, which I seem to have one of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I was just like, do I want to call it a job? I think that mm. because, like, as soon as I call it a job, does it take away the novelty? Like, yeah. is just, like, do I stick with this as an expectation or do I have to formalise it some way? Because I feel like as soon as you formalise it, right, like yes. it's just starting to get into the pocket money era and I don't really want to go down that road until I have to. So Fair enough. Yeah. So, like, you know, if I start giving them a job, does that mean that they start going, oh, well, you can pay me for that, you know, and, <laughs> Um, uh, yes. Yeah. Actually, Will does have one job, and that is because um, in South Australia you get ten cents a bottle that you recycle. So mm-hmm. he's in charge of like getting the bottles out of the recycling bin, putting them in his bin, and then when best job, yeah. And then when like he's got like a full bin, I or Tim will drive him to the recycling centre, and he cashes them in and gets to keep the cash. Um, and yeah, he was like, I work really hard for my money. And I was like, kid, you have no idea. Look, it's all relative. Well, little entrepreneur um, got into the ear of one of the neighbors when he wanted a Paw Patrol vehicle. Like, for like, he was saving up his cans to buy the ultimate Paw Patrol. Paw Patroller, I think it was. Uh huh. Um, wrong dogs. Will, wrong dogs, but anyway, I love Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol is now a staple in our house, and um, yeah, and one of the neighbors bought around like 30 bucks of cans for him, so I was like, uh, you know, it's very sweet, but is... it's also, it was like, not the point, you know, I wanted to drag it out <laughs> a bit longer, it. much like your um, counting will start again if you whinge kind of thing. So, Okay, it sounds like we've anyway. still got work, both got work ahead, but yeah, we do. so does this episode. Get off me, Tina! Tina only does what we tell her to. Well, tell her to get off! Yeah, we could if you tidy up our plates for us. What? No way! Okay, fine, stay where you are, Tina. Oh.
So the girls are, are railing against being told what to do um, and Tina's invisible and we're going to say what, giant size? Sort of like the, a... It is necessary for the cameraman of this episode to do a massive tilt shift up yeah, yeah, all yeah. the way to see the healer's ceiling uh, to get in the full the full body of Invisible Tina. So, yes, we, we are given a very strong impression that she's gigantic. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, this is obviously the point because she's also at the girl's command mm. and the first instruction is now kick him in the bum, which, <laughs> like, that's probably my first catch point of this episode. Would you play along with that? <laughs> What, by pretending that you were kicked in the bum by an invisible giant? No, I would have been shutting that down. (laughs) I feel like, and it's a fairly recent thing, but I feel like so much of the play in this house at the moment, and I think it's, you know, kind of obviously uh, much of the playground play as well is just conversation about and ninja kick you and, like, you know, punch your head and, like, it's all kind of not actually happening but being described like there's always some imaginary fight going on in heads and scenes and all this kind of thing and possibly also my fault we are watching a lot of Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh are you enjoying it because it's meant to be excellent. Uh, I was hooked on the plot uh, before I realised how probably not age appropriate it is for a six and a four-year-old there's a lot of uh romance plots which are all like quite tame but the boys like obviously just glaze for them and then they're back into the action you know action 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 um and you know it's an epic quest and it's yeah got a lot going for it but yeah it is very kick and punch and that controls this and that control you know that controls the wind and the water and then people are just getting smashed around and you never see anyone actually you know anything other than knocked unconscious (laughs) I guess I don't know I think that's what you're meant to assume uh which is non-problematic um apparently so yeah Uh, um, but I love manga and it is a, it is really good and we're nearly at the end, so I'll be glad when that happens. <laughs> yeah, I've had good things. I've watched um, Avatar 2, the movie, recently. Oh, yeah. Was... I still haven't seen Avatar 1. Are they still blue? Oh. Yeah, they, they are still blue. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Cinematography was amazing. Yeah, if you can see it on a big screen, I reckon it's a, it's a winner. Mm, okay. I think you could probably, like, just read the plot of Avatar 1 on, like, one of those wiki sites and you'd have the main plot. But, yeah, okay. it's visually very beautiful. Yeah. It's just long. Like, yeah. yeah. No, I'm not interested in long. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Now, seven minutes is about my cutoff. Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> Hence, we have a podcast about Bluey and not Avatar. Mm, yeah. Uh, in fact, in the words of Bluey, uh, no, we're not really into that, thanks. <laughs> okay, kids, upstairs for a bath. No, we're not really into that, thanks. Oh, really? Yeah, run along now. Uh, yeah, well, when Chili comes in and she she counts down the three seconds, so I was like, oh, it is on here. Like, I've done three seconds before. Have you done three seconds? 
I'm just like, my brain is just, I think that's why I have like low attention span. I'm just constantly like counting down three <laughs> seconds in my head, like all the time. You've got three seconds. One. Tina. Two. Who's Tina? She's the kid's very lovely invisible friend. Get her out of here. Three. What? It was a favourite technique, I think, when um, I was a kid. It was like, you're going to do this and I'm going to yeah. count to three. Mm. And then you get to like one, half. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like if you're really testing the boundaries, you might get a half in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What does happen when you get to. <laughs> anyway, that's a mystery that shall not be discussed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Tina steps in to to really pull well, the parent- into line as well. Yeah, I like know. how dare she, honestly. <laughs> I know. Putting our queen in the cupboard, terrible. Bluey, we never have to do what mum and dad tell us to ever again. Yeah, and not only that, watch. Dad. What do you want? Put on this tutu and do a little dance for us, please. What? No way. Oh, Tina. Okay. And they're both looking quite delighted at this development. Um, but Bluey really just nails it down for bingo that the that what Tina means around here is they have to do what we say now. Yeah. And uh cut to Bluey the Awesome uh announcing servant. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah, and I think this is, again, a moment that I was just a bit like, oh, like I don't want to be my kid's servant. Um, yeah, let's just even though arguably ta- we are. <laughs> arguably, not even. Like, absolutely. I think all I'm going to do is make snacks. Um, but, yeah, uh, taking away plot, holes for me at this point mm-hmm. and, and gripes um the level of detail as always in this episode is unreal so this scene where bluey is sitting in her i don't know makeshift deck chair i think it's made up of an ironing board yes and some couch cushions and things um but there's like she's surrounded by like clearly like some treat food that she's been eating mm-hmm. there's like a soft drink it looks like a um like a packet of chips or something and there's like a little um snack pack and and i think it's like meant to be like a nutella or something like oh, you know those yeah. little, like a dippy type thing yeah. yeah but the biscuits are little bone shaped biscuits <laughs> like it's such a cute detail and like it could be a little like a snack do you know those ones yes, where it's, like so a, it's cheesy kind of dip yeah cheesy dip and then it's got biscuits with it but um to me it looked like one of those nutella things where you have the little like biscuits, and then you like can dip them in the Nutella. I've never thing. had one of those. Oh. They do seem magical, but yeah, with bones. I, even I didn't magical. really get them at school either. So um, yeah, and we haven't gone down that path with the kids. Yes, Bluey. <clears throat> I mean, yes, Bluey, the awesome. Would you be so kind as to get that popcorn for me, please? Right away. Okay, uh, you said no gripes in this scene, but uh, I have one consistency issue uh, that Bluey, as she orders around her servants, uh, says, would you be so kind to please uh, get whatever she's after? Yeah. 
how is it that she's still using manners at this point when I can't ever get my children to use manners unprompted still? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's a little part of it that feels a bit bad about what uh, she's possibly, doing. Possibly, yeah. Oh, okay, well, let's all take hope from that then and perhaps also that my children might ever learn manners. Um, One for the fans. They're watching <laughs> Chunky Chimp, the movie yes. that they saw in movies. So, um, And Bluey looks very relaxed about watching a monkey in the rain now. So, um, Character progression. Love yeah, it. Good personal growth that's uh, happening. Um, yeah, when Bandit's like permission to speak and like helping helping her chew and things, <laughs> I just... Oh. <laughs> I have to close my eyes and just really breathe through it because, yeah, I mean, what do you think the point is of them going along with this game, Mary? I think that's what I'm struggling to understand. To me, it's like give them enough rope. I reckon it's very similar to Mr. Well, and they'll Jumps. hang themselves. Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I, well, no, the, the saying applies to other things than the literal meaning, I guess. Uh, but look, they give them enough rope and they will see the error of their ways <laughs> up close. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, to me, similar to Mr. Monkey Jocks where they go around with Mr. Mon- with where the parents go along with Mr. Monkey Jocks' terrible behaviour mm. to highlight a message at the end. And look, that always ends very neatly in Bluey, obviously. Uh, I think I would have more trouble winding back <laughs> this behaviour uh, and getting the the eventual message to land. Um, but, yeah, because it, it is quite an elaborate ruse as well that they're going to suddenly highlight all the hygiene failings of giant Tina <laughs> Um, who Bandit also describes as she's a lot of woman uh, in this episode, which just seems, I don't know, like definitely a Bandit-ism, but I hope it's one that kids aren't repeating. (laughs) Have we ever told that story? Uh, Which story? uh, So it's a story from our university friend's childhood. Uh, So a university friend watching the classic uh, original Disney Robin Hood. I don't think they've remade it actually. So the Disney Robin Hood, the animated one. There's a line in that where Lady Cluck, who is a very uh, uh, well-endowed chicken, not well-endowed, just a a big chicken, um, is uh, trying to get away from Prince John's guards and Prince John says seize the fat one yes yes and anyway this line was uh much beloved in my family after we watched robin hood and also in this friend's family and he saw a large lady on the street one day and said it (laughs) oh no just rolls so nicely off the child tongue, like this fat one. Um, oh no! So yeah, look, no kids, I... do not follow at home. Oh, like, you're just gonna get people into a lot of trouble. <laughs> I don't think uh, Bandit saying she's a lot of woman uh, would have the same effect. But if it did, I feel horrible for. Uh, that scene unfolding so let's maybe let's not mention it anymore <laughs> 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 
sort of some controversy on the internets about that line on the day that Tina aired. Really? Oh, yeah. maybe. Okay. Yeah, I think I saw a little bit of chatter on some of those bluey fan clubs. That oh, I just can't even keep track of them anymore. There are so many. Yeah, there and are. I've joined them all. <laughs> but it does mean that I think I mentioned last episode uh, that Caspi is a very dedicated long dog searcher now. And actually the fact that people in all the Bluey groups on my socials are still constantly sharing every time they spot a long dog means I actually know just like encyclopedically where each of them are in every episode. So I can kind of give Cass a bit of a hint. Oh, perhaps you should look at the top of the screen now for any given episode. And it's a, it's a great superpower to have. So thank you, uh, the internets. You are such a great mum. Yeah, anyway, I, so I feel like this is where things start to go downhill fast very, very quickly. So okay, there yes. are literal flies buzzing around Bluey. Now, flies are a big thing in Queensland. So, you know, but I feel yeah. like, you know, it's very stereotypical cartoon smelly kind of thing isn't it to be definitely yeah yeah it's not just the lack of window screens that we've discussed at length before <laughs> it's yeah no there's it's stinky flies kind of vibes yeah. yeah and then and then bingo comes out you know and gets tina to take care of mum because she hasn't she didn't want to wash her hands after going to the toilet tina Which yeah. has given us the phrase toilet hands. And I think that in <laughs> itself is probably my line of the episode just because of how useful it is. Like, mm. do you have toilet hands? Oh, you've like, got toilet kind of... hands. But yeah. is it also instantly weaponizing toilet hands because oh, yeah. Bingo's got them and Bluey's like, oh, running away. <laughs> so yeah, it's gross. Like, it sets up all the little zombie children with toilet hands for chasing their <laughs> siblings around the house saying, I've got toilet hands. Oh. Anyway, we shouldn't be putting these ideas in people's heads. It's now or never been. Get off! Hey, Tina. Move! I've got her, I've got her! Hold her down! Hey, that's not Tina! Get her legs! I'm trying! She kicks like a mule! Shoot! Use your toilet hands! Toilet hands! Get out of here, you little grub! We're both looking very triggered right now, aren't we? So we just don't want these games pervading our household. Is that so much to ask? Um, anyway, so Bandit seizes the moment, whacks Tina with a pillow, Chili jumps in, grabs her legs, uh, they drag Invisible Tina out to put her in the boot of the car and that is quite a moment of levity actually, just seeing Wendy's face and then Bandit turning around like... <gasps> You didn't see anything. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, I think my line of the episode. <laughs> so thank you, Wendy, for the shock horror that actually Kate and I are both feeling uh, that sets up that line as well, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Um, if that's your line of the episode, I think I'll go with toilet hands just because okay. it seems to have been the one that stuck the most in our house. Oh, look, yeah, it could be up there with tactical Wii. <laughs> yeah, I reckon it's up there. You know, it's just a nice reminder when, you know, it's like, do you have toilet hands? Yeah, you know, it just gets to, the, gets to the heart of the issue. It's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not, no faffing. Um, okay, and, of course, the, the stashing Tina uh, doesn't end the 
the dramatic role play, Bandit then has to go through, oh, Tina, you stink, and whose tooth is this? Yeah. Um, which, has this been the plan all along? <laughs> They've got quite a developed narrative written in their head if this is the point that they wanted to land at all along. Yeah, and I think, um, look, the the bit that I liked is when Chili did explain that it's, you know, we're probably still going to say these things because we're busy, but mm. this is actually what we mean. And I thought that was actually quite a useful explainer for yeah. parents. Yeah. And, and it's a bit of a parent standoff that triggers that moment as well. Mm. Kids, when we tell you you have to have a bath or brush your teeth or wash your hands, it's because there's a good reason to do all those things. But when we ask Dad why, he just says, Because I said so. Yeah, he says we have to because he's bigger than us. Oh, really? Maybe I should just give him three seconds? Oh, yeah. Because Bluey and Bingo have brought this back to the start of the episode. It's like, well, we only did it because Dad said he's bigger than us. Yeah. Uh and before Chili can get to, uh, get to uh, yeah, preachy about that, um, Bandit's like, oh, well, perhaps I should have just counted to three. So, you know, well, it's nice to come back. Uh, look, it, yeah, why? Perhaps that's my real issue with this uh, episode, just my uh, parenting shortcomings writ large. That's <laughs> what you're not meant to do. Like, thanks, Joe Brum. Um, but, yeah, the the fact that Chili can, instead of escalating that parent face-off, bring it back to what's relevant for the kids and what will actually de-escalate for everyone is, uh, yeah, classic Chili. Look, we'll probably still say those things because we're busy, but now you know what we really mean. Okay, Mum. Bring it in. And then it seems like the girls really get the message quickly um, as well. The next <laughs> Which scene, is Seven minutes is nearly up. <laughs> yeah. We see them in the bath showing Tina how to brush her teeth and wash her hair and then the little bit of humour at the end where, like, Bandit still has to call them, like, Bluey, Bluey the Awesome. So, you know, they're not quite out of the woods. Um I think my mother saw this episode and was like, I don't like Bluey. <laughs> and I was like, what is it, Mum? How make you feel, Kate? <laughs> well, you know, like I've talked about it at length. Um, uh, yeah, and then she – and it, part of it was because the children weren't compliant enough. And um, That's anyway. very true in this episode. <laughs> it is very true in this episode. Um, and I – I, I, you know, like I, I like to think of myself as a benevolent dictator to my children. Yeah, true. Um, I don't know. Is it wrong that I felt uncomfortable that the tables were turned to such an extreme extent that the children were calling the shots for an episode? Mm. Is this my Brene Brown moment, Mary? <laughs> Do I have to work on letting go? I don't know. It's <laughs> so funny. Like, when the kids get control, and it does happen in a lot of episodes, I think this is the only one where what sets this episode apart? I think it's just that it's so implausible that it all gets so neatly tied with a bow. <laughs> it's so weighted to the children and mm. their games that I don't know. Is that the issue I have with it? I don't know. 
Yeah, well, it's definitely not that they've gotten all the treats because I give my kids treats all the time. <laughs> uh, perhaps we'll never know. Perhaps another 10 years of therapy and we'll exactly know. Uh, but look, does the music redeem Tina in any way, Kate? <laughs> well, you know what? Even Joff Bush saved this recap for last on his Instagram feed. Oh, okay. Um, so, you know, I don't think he was that into it either. Um, apparently, like, the word Tina apparently inspired the music behind it and you can sort of hear okay, it. Okay, yeah. Intervals. All he said is that the theme is pretty simple. It's based on the word Tina. And he said the biggest thing was to help the episode not feel scary or violent and reassure that it's just a game. Because ah uh, okay yep yeah but um he did if you notice um when Bingo comes out with his toilet hands the music actually genuinely does get a little bit scary at that point and you know fair enough like because it is a germ fest oh why does Tina stink so bad quick let's get it outside <laughs> all right well I feel like we've nearly gotten through it Mary who is your most valuable player for the episode chilly for the moment you pointed out that she. Mm. does manage to bring everyone back, you know, into into the uh, fold. Are you? Yeah, I I would go with Chili as well because, you know, and I think that would definitely be my Brene Brown moment because um, she takes the time and courage to round back and, and say to the girls, actually, how we explained it wasn't good enough and, and, um, you know, rounding back is hard, but repair is the most critical part of any relationship. And she really moves um, that sort of relationship from a place of, um, you know, being in conflict between the girls to mm. trying to see their perspective and being curious about their emotions and then um, working out ways that she can repair it in a way that, you know, feels um, like she's she's respecting them and, and giving them sort of a say and acknowledging their feelings as well. So, yeah, I thought that bit was really well demonstrated and I think for that I'm going to give Chili my MVP. I love it. Uh, we both covered off on lines. Mm. Um, the only other thing to do is quickly mention some mailbag, Kate. Oh, yeah. Uh, because it goes back to an episode I love. Uh, David Brown, who is um, from Cleveland in Tennessee, and we've said g'day to him before, but got in touch um, uh, sort of second half of last year about Curry Quest and to let us know that um, the music we called the flute music in uh, Curry Quest. Like that and sort of tin whistly kind of. Yeah, and we were kind of drawing it to an old Western style. Uh, he says a video gamer um, and anyone familiar with kind of castle and dungeon questing games uh, would call it questing music. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, a lot of mythology of um, games that have dragons or goblins or anything styled around Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. are all have that music and yeah so medieval gothic flute and uh lute uh you know he's like he's sort of admitted yes the timelines are all a bit mixed but all of that goes into that uh that sort of space and storytelling and it all has questing music so that's where we're at with that um that was that's great I mean yeah I have 
Did you play like any of those computer games when you were younger, Mary? Like those, I think I played King's Quest a couple of times. Did ah, you? Okay. That? It was like uh, an IBM game that, you know, you could walk your little king around and yeah, do different challenges. It does ring a bell. There was something with a princess. Um, but yeah, it was very like a, on an early computer. And yes, I, I don't think I progressed to a point of gaming where any flute specific music was being used. It would have been very, uh, very much, uh, more, what do you call that? Like eight bit or whatever. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. No generations before that, but you know, i Curry Quest has got me loving a quest a lot more. Mm. And actually, Curry Quest uh, has got me um, thinking about crochet as well. Which, oh. Uh, do you crochet? I did when I was a kid, but I haven't done it for a very long time. But my former boss, I'm just holding up a beautiful blanket to Mary. Oh, my gosh. Um, when I changed jobs last year. Um, she sent me a blanket. So oh, that is beautiful. And, and it's called the Ray of Sunshine blanket. And she only just recently took up crochet and it's amazing. So, wow. you know, maybe this needs to be in my future too. So. Okay. Well, I've just read a book called Tuesday Evenings with the Copeton Craft Resistance, mm-hmm. which is by a Melbourne mum who has six kids and, and wrote a book. It's got Bluey references in the book, right? Yeah, Bluey references. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, Kate uh, Solly, who's the author, also maybe an occasional listener of the podcast. Uh, so I don't know if that was what inspired her or just the awesomeness of Bluey, but there is a love interest in this book who uh, um, is very strong and handsome and gets into like crocheting beanies, but also uh, in the mission to crochet blankets for newly arrived refugees, which is a key kind of plot line in the book, uh, crochets Bluey and Bingo Squares. And um, I'm known for falling oh, in love cute. with fictional characters on the page. But, yeah, no, I was gone. This this was uh, – I found my fiction – the fictional man of my dreams, clearly. <laughs> Sorry, age. <laughs> fictional. Age is very unfictional. Non-fictional. Yeah, something. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so yes. Uh, hi, Kate. And if you are a crocheter, um, yeah, good book. And please teach me how, so I can go on curry quests. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think you can just learn on YouTube now. Like, there's so many tutorials about Probably. you know how to cast on and do all the things. So, oh, you can learn anything on YouTube. It's amazing. It really is. Yeah, I learned how to replace the fly wire screens. Um, my dad had shown me a few years ago, but I just replaced all the fly wire screens in our house by you know doing a quick youtube and that was like oh yes oh, that's right i need to do these things yeah. so you, you really I can't learn anything thought you kick them out and then push them back in. <laughs> <laughs> <There's more. laughs> is that what the youtube said <laughs> no <laughs> interesting i will look into this yeah yeah it was good Perhaps that would be the Tina approach. So yeah. I need to finesse. <laughs> this is called Shampoo Tina. It makes your hair smell like coconuts. So then you go round and round and up and down. And don't forget the back ones. And make sure you clean your teeth, Bluey. <clears throat> uh, I mean, Bluey the awesome. Right away. 
all right. I think we're there. Um, if you would like some more Got to Be Done uh, ragging If you loved up, Tina. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I'm really know? sorry to all the Tina fans. I know that there will be at least one person out there whose episode this is like their favourite. So, yeah, sorry you person a <laughs> single um, person because there can only be you're one. wrong um no <laughs> um we, we respectfully disagree um you can respectfully disagree with us on any of the social media platforms uh you can find us on facebook we are at bluey pod or you can look up gotta be done the bluey podcast um you can find us on instagram we are at bluey pod on twitter we are at bluey podcast and you can email us it's bluey pod at gmail.com do all of those things uh Kate, it's been different. <laughs> we'll be back to raving like enthusiastically and maniacally next week. But in the, in the meantime, meantime, it's got to be, be done. done. Bye. Bye. Are you dare and pop it in my mouth for me? Yes, Bluey, be awesome. Help me chew. Ugh.